Welcome, listeners and followers of Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Cage. This is another installment from the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular, a series on new books in African politics. All the reviews can be read on the Monkey Cage's website. I'm Kimmy Dion, one of the hosts of Ufahamu Africa and an editor at the Monkey Cage, a blog on politics and political science at the Washington Post. My TMC co-editor, Laura C., wrote this week's review of Female Monarchs and Merchant Queens in Africa, written by Wando Achebe, who is the Jack and Margaret Sweet Endowed Professor of History at Michigan State University. A multi-award-winning historian and teacher, Dr. Achebe also serves as the Associate Dean for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, as well as the Faculty Excellence Advocate for the College of Social Science at Michigan State. Wando Achebe's new book is a fascinating look at Africa's queens, past and present. From spiritual leaders to parliamentarians and presidents, women are reclaiming leadership roles by Laura C. What is the role of women in African societies? How do we understand the ways in which these roles have changed over time and how they are evolving today? What knowledge counts when we talk about women's roles in Africa? These are just a few of the questions the distinguished historian Wando Achebe tackles in her remarkable new book, Female Monarchs and Merchant Queens in Africa. In doing so, Achebe unapologetically argues that those who study social organization and power relationships on the African continent must take seriously forms of knowledge production from Africa itself. It is not enough to read written documents prepared by colonizers and take them at face value. To form a complete picture of the past, we must look to oral traditions, storytelling, and the role of the supernatural realm alongside any formal documentation that may exist. Following recent works like Panache Chigumadze's These Bones Will Rise Again and Clapperton Mavunga's Transient Workspaces, Achebe takes seriously the role of spirituality in her analysis, arguing that we cannot understand how African women conceive of, exercise, and share power without accounting for the spiritual realm. Indeed, the world literally cannot be explained without references to the unseen. Achebe begins with the spiritual realm. The bulk of the book consists of a series of case studies from across the continent, and the spiritual leadership chapter shows the ways that African women have always and continue to exercise power over this essential realm. Pointing out that most traditional African conceptions of a supreme being typically view God as genderless, Achebe shows the many ways that women act as mediators between the visible physical world around us and the invisible spiritual world of the spirits. Women serve as priestesses, diviners, and spirit mediums, helping to resolve disputes and guide decision-making in their communities. From the rain queens of Southern Africa's Soto language-speaking areas to the prophetesses of Senegal and Gambia, Women play a remarkably consistent role in mediating between the connected physical and spiritual realms across the continent and its more than 3,000 societies. In subsequent chapters, Achebe cites hundreds of examples of women's political and economic leadership. Women serve as queens and kingmakers, advising leaders or leading themselves. Some women, like Dahomey's Tasi Hongbei, who ruled in the early 1700s in what is present-day Benin, were the sole monarch and were even called female kings. 
Likewise, the merchant queens of the book's title amass fortunes through business savvy, whether rising to the ranks of leadership among traders of different types of food in Ghana's massive Kumasi Central Market, or building a monopoly to sell expensive and highly sought after Vlisco wax print fabrics in Togo and across West Africa. Colonialism broke women's traditional roles as leaders. Achebe makes a compelling case for a pan-African vision of women's traditional and contemporary roles in society. She contends that African societies have long viewed gender as much more fluid than it has historically been understood in the West. Citing countless examples of women who dressed as men to lead militaries and kingdoms, women who married other women known as female husbands, women who relied on their husbands' other wives to handle childcare and home responsibilities so they could work outside the home, and women who exercised political and economic power by taking on masculine identities and roles, Achebe definitively shows that the idea of homosexuality or gender-fluid identity as a Western import has no basis in Africa's history. In fact, homophobia and transphobia are the imports brought in by Western colonists and missionaries to this day. Colonialism, Achebe notes, marked a fundamental break in women's traditional roles as leaders in society. When the colonists arrived, they brought with them misogynistic and exclusionary notions about who was fit to lead and impeded the ability of women to lead, particularly in the political and religious realms. Achebe argues that the post-colonial project has largely been one of restoring women's leadership roles, pointing to the hundreds of women elected to parliaments, as prime ministers, and as presidents, especially since the early 1990s. Likewise, women are rising as spiritual leaders in new ways, particularly in the charismatic and Pentecostal Christian tradition and in Islam, where women have more power than stereotypes might suggest. Achebe cites the example of Morocco's Morshidats, educated women who memorize the Quran and serve as spiritual advisors to Muslim women in their communities, as one example. A brilliant, thoroughly engaging and accessible book, Female Monarchs and Merchant Queens in Africa, is a fascinating and quick read that shows the many, many ways that women across the African continent have always led and continue to lead. It lays permanently to rest the notion of African women as passive or powerless, and shows that women play key roles in every sector of society. It also makes a powerful case that African societies have more in common in this regard than differences, despite the continent's size and diversity. Finally, Achebe makes a welcome contribution to efforts to bring analysis of queer identities to African studies, showing definitively that notions of gender and sexuality have long been fluid and adaptable on the continent. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ufahamu Africa. You can find more episodes, show notes, and transcripts on our website, ufahamuafrica.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Megan Zemin, with help from production assistants Jack Kubinek, Chuku Fanaya Ikechuku, and Manuel Tafet. Our non-resident podcast fellows are Chidu Nyaruwata, Wanjiku Ngugi, Sama Fazi, Gretchen Walt, and Soinato Lebo. We are generously supported by the Carnegie Corporation of New York and receive research assistance from Cornell University and the University of California, Riverside. Our music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Until next week, Safiri Salama.